1: And if you love the filet of fish
0: right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
2: Coming up on episode 238 of Wheel Bearings, we've got the Ford Maverick, the Kia EV6 and Carnival, the Jeep Grand Wagoneer. The VW ID Buzz is back. GM, PGE, and and Ford are testing bi-directional charging. Honda and Sony team up for EVs, Rivian is still struggling with production, and no more gas Subaru STIs. All that and more coming up next. Did you know you can support Wheelbearings directly? Head to patreon.com/wheelbearingsmedia and you can become a patron today. Your contributions will help fund the platforms and tools we use to bring the podcast to you, and exclusives and improvements are already on the way thanks to your generosity. So if you want to be part of an automotive podcast like no other head to patreon.com/wheelbearingsmedia This is episode 238 of Wheelbearings I'm Sam LaFuol Santa from Guidehouse Insights
1: and I am Nicole Wakeland, and this week we will say uh, "Roadshow" by CNET.
0: That's for them, ooh, I am uh, Roberto Baldwin, and wait, I was—I had a oh, Tom's Guide. Uh, I'm for Tom's Guide. I just That's did a big—I just did a big thing for them. In fact, I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm half finished with the big thing I'm doing for them. Uh, so yeah, Tom's Guide. And welcome back, Robbie. Yeah,
2: Hope you're feeling better.
0: Okay. I am. I'm feeling much better. Uh, uh, don't get migraines, kids. They're they <laughs> debilitating. Migraines are the the yeah.
1: They're not good.
0: They're not, they're not good. All right. Well, since you didn't get to talk last week, let's start with you then. Oh no. Okay. So uh, let's first talk about the Ford Maverick. I love the Ford Maverick, the little truck from uh, you know the little pickup. Um, I had the uh, Lariat, but it had the uh, hybrid. Uh, uh, Sorry, it's it's early because the time change. Let's start over. But I had the Ford Maverick. It was awesome. It had the hybrid. I was in the Lariat package. I drove it around. I threw eight hundred pounds of rock in it twice. Um, it drives great. I did a I did some three D printing for it. I cut down a bunch of wood and shoved it in the back. and the olive, did, did you print slots. your cup holder that you used in the video? I did. I printed that. I was going to print. I was printing a box that had Engadget written on it because I did the the article and the video for Engadget. And so I, was print, I I designed a box and I was printing it. And then my 3D printer was just getting all weird. And I was like, oh, I need to like take it apart and clean out the nozzle. And I was like, okay, I don't got time for this anymore. <laughs> so, uh, But if I had a Maverick, I, you could just sort of print anything for all over the place. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I had pitched it as a nerd truck. And then once I got it, I ended up liking it way more than I anticipated. Um, I averaged about 38 and a half miles per gallon in a pickup so driving they, around 800 with pounds of rock in the back I and mean, that's with rocks in the back. Yeah. Just buying rocks.
1: Mulch you didn't carry mulch. I feel like that's still a fail. I didn't get any mulch.
0: I don't know what Um, we don't, I mean, oh, I why? guess we, we need mulch, but I think we're, we're in the middle of planting everything. So there's no point in getting mulch because you're just going to have to like move it and dirt gets on top of it. And then it gets, yeah. So we're, we're not quite it, to the mulch yet. Cause we're doing a lot of planting where the mulch goes. So. I couldn't
1: even do planting. I, we had snow yesterday. I think the ground is still frozen solid except where it's, a foot of mud that you step into unwittingly.
2: <laughs> you can get one of those it's snowing right now here. So
1: is it snowing? Yeah. Oh God!
0: You can get a post hole digger. You know those giant drills. You crazy. and a friend. <laughs> those don't. What are you guys doing
2: when, this week? Those don't work great when the when the ground is still frozen. You you really need to wait for it to thaw
0: even. Uh, cause they're not. It seems like they're not really sharp enough. Uh, okay. See, it seems like Sam's tried this. He's like, you know, we got to dig know. a hole.
1: Sam, it sounds like the voice of experience. Hey, guys, just in case you're considering doing this. If you're
0: curious, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, no. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, so back to the Ford Maverick. Um, I think I said in the video, uh, no, I did say in the video that I do not care for regular uh, cruise control. I don't care about it. I don't ever use it. I've had it in a lot of cars. Oh gosh,
1: neither do I. Everybody loves cruise control. A little virtual high five. I never yeah, use cruise
0: control. I, I, adaptive I, cruise I, control I I'll use in the like, job. traffic. But cruise control is just—I don't I know—I
2: don't know. Well, once once like, you've gone adaptive, going back to just plain old cruise control that does nothing but hold you at a, a constant speed, really seems it's like why?
0: Why? Why did why? they ever do this?
1: Dark gauges.
0: Uh, yeah. so people are like, "Well, what if you're on a long drive, I'm like, I don't know, I just leave my foot there, I guess." And <laughs> Every well, once in a, and, a while, on okay. long drive, like I have bad ankle. I used to skateboard when I was young, so my ankles are like pepper mills. When you turn, when you move them, they like crack. Ew. <laughs> um, so on a long drive, sometimes you know maybe once or twice, I will set cruise control so I can like, you know, sort of stretch my right ankle, and then I turn it right back off. So I'll so if I'm driving for like seven hours, I'll use cruise control for a grand total of forty five seconds. <laughs> um, so I you know so I it, it's I think the, the Ford Maverick is best served as a I only need these couple things. And everything else, I don't need. It is a, a u- utilitarian, awesome vehicle. You can just. I all. I, I was like, you know what? Do you only know thing you should really get the bed liner, the little spray-in bed liner, so you don't scratch. Oh, that's it cl- your, okay, your, so you your, don't destroy scratch. your vehicle. Because when you're shoving that wood in and out, you know the wood gets. You know, and I, and I accidentally I cut a piece of a of a two by nine instead of two by six to put into the back, <gasps> and there wasn't. You you have to sort of like angle the wood in order to get into to the slot and so in order to angle to get in the slot i end up kind of scratching up the top top part of the inside of the bed the little plastic part and then trying to get it out was like a 15 minutes like a 15 minute fiasco of just like uh, 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 that's where you take the sawzall and and just cut the wood in half again yeah (laughs) (laughs) right in the bed (laughs) neighbor's like what's he doing oh god he's gonna lose a finger um yeah, no, it's 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 a great little truck. Um, good luck probably getting one because uh, every time I talk about it or someone retweets whatever you know what I said about it, everyone is like, "Yeah, I got mine on order." Oh, I got mine on order. I had someone follow me. I was on the freeway. I was going to Treasure Island where we did the video shoot, and off the way off the Bay Bridge, they followed me off that, and then they followed me on to Treasure Island, and then they followed me to the parking lot so yeah, of where to, I parked. Can I buy that off you? To 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 just look at it. They had ordered one. This person, you know he's like, I have, a, I have a Tacoma. He's like, I do woodworking, so I have that. But my wife wanted something. We wanted a truck. This seems great. And then I showed it to him. I'm like, yeah, I really like it. He's like, oh, yeah, this looks awesome. He was very happy. He got back on his motorcycle and rode away.
1: You know he what? didn't that, murder me. It would sound crazy, except when I was at the um, Chicago Auto Show, they had a Maverick there, obviously. And I had someone who lived in New York tweet me when I mention something about it saying, is that just there for you guys' media or is it there? And I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure all that's here is here. You're going to see what you see. He's like, I'm thinking of dr- going there just so I can see it because I have one on order and I haven't actually seen it yet. Like, yeah. can I really see it? I'm like, well, I, I guess if you want to drive to Chicago, but this guy's ready to drive Chicago. He lived in wow. New York. Yeah, that's wow. some wow. serious commitment to like, well, I probably should check this out before I wait however long. You didn't say how long the wait was, but I guess long enough that you felt like, I want to make sure I want it. I'm going to drive Chicago first.
2: <laughs> my, my next door neighbor ordered one in early October um, and had not actually seen one in person yet. And when I had one here for a review in uh, November, uh, mid-November, uh, you know, he, he and his wife came over and they were really anxious to take a look at it. And I took them for a drive in it and you know, so that was their, they hadn't, obviously they haven't had, not had a test drive even, you know, they yeah, yeah. had an order because right. they, they just thought it was so cool and they loved it. And, you know, they got theirs in early January and it's fantastic. They, and they got the, uh, um, the, what is the bright blue color? I forget. Um, like Arctic blast or something. I think no, that's a, that's it, some, I think that's a slurpy flavor. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they got that bright blue color, which our I think color, is a, a great color. color.
1: Have you ever? Either of you ever? Bright blue color doesn't velocity cost
0: blue. anything. Yeah, velocity. It, those colors they don't cost anything. You can get the XL, like the cheapest one, and, and that's get that bright got. blue, and it's, it's free. It doesn't color. cost anything. It's yeah, like
2: they, they got they got a velocity blue XL hybrid. You know it's like twenty Boom. grand plus you know, delivery and, and tax, and that's it. So uh,
1: I have to. Chilis. Have you ever ordered a car like that? Like ordered something you haven't seen it, you haven't driven it, you haven't set no. hands on it. You're good. For
0: no, I can't. I can't. That's not, yeah, that doesn't work in my brain.
1: I don't, that's what I, mean. I can't even fathom doing that. I can fathom ordering something that I maybe have not had as much time in as I want. Like, I saw it. I checked it out. I love it. It sets my heart on Twitter. I'm going to get it. But just like, it looks really good in that picture. Here's my money.
0: It took three months for me to order this, this uh, 3D printer. because i I was i went to like my friend who works at make magazine and i made him give me information i did all this for the 3d it's like 300 bucks so (laughs) i can't
1: (laughs) so you're not gonna exactly make that commitment for 20 yeah yeah
0: so i mean i'm fortunate that you know i have this job so if i do like something i get to eventually drive it typically before other people um yeah but you know it's 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 a twenty thousand dollar car so i'm like okay so it has all these little things but it's probably not going to drive very well no it drives great Front wheel drive truck. No, that's awesome because it rained here while I had it, and I think everyone who owns a truck and rear wheel drive truck knows what happens when you're in the rain in a truck is every time you put on the gas you get a little little tail slide, You get a little some some, <laughs> and uh, none of that, none of that because all the weights up front, um, you know the motors up front, the the whole yeah it was it was great it was wonderful I really liked it I liked uh oh, yeah it was uh, I I I went in expecting to like it. I went out thinking, man, maybe we should buy one of these. So that's, (laughs) yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's, because I was like, well, you know, we do a lot of stuff and, you know, we're using the Jag and we could put the dogs in the back and (laughs) in the back Yeah, I mean, there's room in
2: the back seat for the dogs. Yeah, they just sit in the back seat of the Jaguar, so. You know, you still have your mulch and your stones in the, in the, in the bed. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: so yeah.
2: and, uh, And the, you know, the, the, you know, because the, the Maverick, you know, is, it's all, I mean, you know. It's hard plastics. We're not talking premium materials here, right? But it's going to be durable. You know, you've got tough fabric seats. You know, that the the dogs, are, it's going to stand up to the dogs without any problem.
1: But you yeah. know what? It's cheap. as is it? I mean, is is not like luxury? Is the inside is? I think they honestly did a really good job with it, though. Like it, it doesn't look cheap it doesn't look like a luxury car but it doesn't feel like oh lord everything in here is the cheapest possible plastic that a human can get away with putting in a car without some regulator saying that doesn't count you know like it it feels decent the trims are attractive yeah. even if they're not it's- fancy and i love the the um in the center console i'm trying to remember there's a piece where like you can stick like you know your keys or whatever you're going to toss in there and there's like a little rubber thing that you can actually pull entirely out oh yeah that little air thing that little thing and i'm like that's actually like not that it's a high-end thing, but it's like you could have just made it a piece of molded rubber that didn't move, and it. now it's a pain in the butt to clean. Nope, you can take this out. You can tidy things up. You can put it back in. It gives you a little traction so things don't rattle around in there, and they sit in this nice little – that's a small little thing, but it improves your quality of, of – like your ride right, because you're not listening to stuff jangle around inside of there. It's cheap. It's but basic
0: high-life. but solid. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. It doesn't have like when the first gen uh, Nissan kicks, like the door panel was just a slab of plastic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and you get in this, and it's like you know they molded and they added a little you know design flair to it. Well, and they got uh, the, they have the cutouts and the the armrests in the doors, so you can fit what? big water bottles in there. Yeah, you can throw your That's giant so cool. water bottles in there in case you you know we re- re- start rationing water and you need to start selling it for trading it for gas or whatever um
1: yeah it's cheap yeah that's that's the way you actually ration your gas i have a a (laughs) full of gas (laughs) a little little
0: dark gas (laughs) (laughs) it's a mad max mobile uh yeah yeah and then you know and i talked to uh this guy robert trapp about you know he he designed or he, he before ford put out their cad drawings which by the way are very difficult to deal with if you're just used to using like STLs for uh, 3D printing, um, he, he had already designed like the the little plug that goes in there. So I ended up just using his stuff. Um, but yeah, he's like, yeah, I made this and this. And there's there's a Nintendo Switch holder. And he created like a wireless charger for a phone. And no, there's all these like cool little things. And because they've sort of opened it up to all, you know, saying, hey, here's this Fit system, um, this Ford integrated tethering system. Um, so now I just said FITS system system. Um, <laughs> because they it's opened like it up. ATM machine. Yeah, it's like when you say ATM machine. Because they opened it up to, to to the to the makers, they started, you know, 3D printing other things because I already have the vehicle. I'm already making something for it. So that little cubby hole that's next to the the uh, infotainment screen, like someone's created something that you can you know use fits for that or they you know, they people are just gonna keep making things for this vehicle. And so you have this really robust maker scene behind it that is sort of, uh, growing as more and more people buy this vehicle. And yeah, I'd be curious to see if
2: Ford incorporates that same kind of slot into other future vehicles.
0: I think. I mean, I think they should. It seems.
1: It's not like it's a complicated high-tech. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a, yeah, you know changing the mold. Your car, yeah. Yeah. It feels like something that since it's been so well received, it would make sense. Like Bronco.
2: Always- Bronco would be great for that to incorporate oh,
1: right? some of those
0: slots. Yeah. yeah. That you
1: want to put in your Bronco? Think about all the cool things people yeah. would come up with if they did that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The Bronco and the, the Wrangler just are just bases for crazy add-ons. For
1: all the crazy stuff. Like, okay, yeah. here's my, here's what's going to hold all my stuff. Wait till you see how I do yeah. it.
0: <laughs> I, got a sh- I bought a shovel that I'll never use. So I'm going to put it on here. I have
1: a foldable shovel that folds at 18 different spots. And once <laughs> it's open, I can never get it closed like a map. But it fits.
2: <laughs> I got this all shovel. Right. So uh, uh, I have a question for you. You had the yes. Lariat, which is the top trim level. You got I had the XL, Lariat
0: XLT and and Lariat. How much was it? It was, oh, darn. You know, I should have looked this. I'm sorry, Holt. Now, now you got to give me a uh-huh. give me two seconds. Um, it had the yeah, it was the lariat, but it had the hybrid, um, and it had the 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 uh, the uh, spray in bed liner, which I think you know, if you're going to get anything, that's the thing to get. Um, it had cruise control, which you know, whatever. <laughs> 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 uh, and it's Monroney... Better. I probably could have just looked at my article, but no. Because the Lariat starts at like twenty six grand. Oh, so this one, uh, so it's the MSRP for the Lariat was twenty five thousand four hundred ninety. It, um, uh, it, it had the the floor, and it had some non carpeted mats. It had the spray in bed liner, which is five hundred bucks, and then it had Ford Co Pilot three hundred and sixty, the additional stuff, so that it has like when you're backing up, it it yells at you, and it sort of helps you stand in in uh, in your what do you call it? Lane again? It's early. Uh, that was five forty. Um, and then a delivery is like fifteen hundred bucks, the destination. So that's that's a lot of money. Anyway, at the end of the day, it was twenty seven thousand six hundred and sixty dollars. Okay, um, so that's that's not too bad. Yeah, so that's not too bad. So if you really want to go, like, add a bunch of like just random things to it, you can. I am I am very pro. Like, get the uh, the XL. Who cares about cruise control? Uh, maybe th- and um, and get the spray and bed liner and then just be done with it and get just roll around on steelys can get you can get any yeah. color all the colors are free yeah because you know I, I've you know
2: uh, I one time I went through and priced out you know just to see how high you could get a maverick yeah and if you take a, a maverick with the, the two liter eco boost and all-wheel drive and all the options you can get it up into the mid 30s and yeah, you know, I don't know that I would necessarily pay, you know, 34, dollars for a Maverick. Cuz then you're looking at a Ridgeline, and you're yeah. like, wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Ridgeline line you know, has at, at bigger, 20, more space. You
2: know, at, Ridge even, line. Even a 27, I think it's still, you know, I think it's a, a really good value. I, I still think, you know, kind of XLT with, you know, Copilot 360 is is kind of the sweet spot and that's <laughs> that's what I had. That that was like 24 and a half, 24 24, 24 and a half, something like that. And I think that's kind of the sweet spot. And, it, you know, usually, you know, with Ford's, Ford trucks, XLT is is usually
0: that's the one that's kind of the best Everyone, yeah. combination of value and, and, and features. It's the Goldilocks version. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think, and I think a lot of people are probably going to get the XLT. Again, I'm, uh, I, even though I'm the tech guy, that's like my jam. Um, I'm like, ah, you don't need all this stuff. I'm like, you can just plug in your phone. It has... You can use Android Auto. You can well, use CarPlay. Well, even, yeah, even the base, you know, the XL at $20,000, you get,
2: you know, the 8-inch touchscreen infotainment with Android Auto and CarPlay support, you know, so you don't really need to do anything else.
0: That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's what you're going to do anyway. So, bam. Yeah, so, you got, so, you got navigation with that. So, yeah. Done and done. So, <laughs> yeah, Ford Maverick, uh, big fan. Um, I feel like it's going to be super difficult to get a hold of one now. Um because a people like them, and B, um, now that the price of gas has gone up, and uh, we also have, of course, the fact that you know we have a uh, chip shortages, supply chain issues, and now there's a war, and it's just yeah, it's, it's... well, I think I recall I think that
2: they've stopped taking orders for 2022
0: models uh. because they've, they've
2: you know the order books full, you know, so now at some point in the next few weeks
0: or a month or so, they'll start taking orders for 2023s um i i really hope that this sort of gets under the skin of a lot of other automakers and then i know we have the santa cruz which is great um but i think they're other automakers need to kind of look and be like oh oh we've sort of ignored this like this entire segment for years and it turns out people have really wanted i i would have people before the more format was announced and i was like where do you this is when i worked at car driver where do you i work at car driver like why can't i get a small truck I just want a small truck. I'm like, well, there's original. I know. I mean, smaller. Like, you remember the '90s? Where you yeah. get a small truck. Well, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. They're like, why can't I get a small truck? And I'm like, I don't know, because it seems like you and a bunch of other people want that.
2: Well, all, all, all through college, I drove an '84 GMC S15. You know, which was even <laughs> you know smaller than this. You know, and it was one of those stripper models. You know, it was just a regular cab, came from the factory with bench seat, no air conditioning, manual crank windows, um, you know, no radio. You know, it had uh, had a i put in a radio, and eventually found a, a set of bucket seats from from a uh, scrapyard and put those in. Um, you know, but you know, had the manual transmission, and actually, I did put cruise control on that because I had to do a lot of long drives back and uh, forth. So, back oh, did forth you get it from school. the factory, or did you get the J.C. Whitney one? <laughs> I, well, it wasn't J.C. Whitney, but it was it was an aftermarket system that you know I had to install an actuator on the on the throttle cable and put a little magnet on the drive shaft and set up the, the little pickup so I could figure out what the speed was and calibrate it, ha- it and everything. Did it
0: have a little dial in the car, like a yep. little box with the dial? Yeah, I remember well, that. It well, was,
2: it was actually one that clamped onto the turn signal stock. Oh, that That's is a, fancy. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, no, but – you know, that's that. You know, back in the eighties, that was the sort of thing we did. You know, because yeah, we didn't. There were no a lot of laws. cars. Didn't come with those kinds of features.
0: I, yeah, the, the the idea that that I think people don't realize uh, who are buying cars now who didn't who weren't around like yeah you did cars just didn't have air conditioning like you had to pay yeah, it money for <laughs> yeah. Yeah. if you wanted to be cold when it was hot outside you had to pay a lot of money <laughs> and most people just like nah I just rolled down the window <laughs> yeah uh what else did i drive? oh i drove the uh the the kia ev6 um this is the second time i you know i did the first drive i did a review of it for the verge and it is uh still outstanding it's just such a a great little ev i'm going to keep calling it a wagon um they're going to call a crossover i like to think that it's a uh, return of wagons and it's a wagon ev and i can't say enough nice things about it um it is just it's comfortable to ride around in. It's great, you know. It it rides well. Um, I still and I feel like people are there. I think this feels like this is sort of a, a uh, some contention. Some people think the EV six rides better is is better rides better than the Ionic five. I think it's the other way around. I think the I, Ionic five has less body roll, but. Um, Having driven both, but now, now, but then some friends are like, "No, I think the EV6 rides better, and I think the Ionic Five has more body roll." So now I feel like I have to get both of them in at some point, get them at um, the same time. What
1: do you think? Have you driven the... both of them yet, Sam?
2: I have not yet driven the EV6. Uh, they uh, didn't get uh, to go to the, the drive, and they haven't had them in the local fleet yet. So hopefully,
1: it was those soon. I, I like the EV6. I think I like the EV6 better of the two. I like think ride I, that was my. I'm trying to think. I'm like, do I remember a significant difference between them? Though, is there a significant difference?
0: they the, well, the EV6. Technically, they're identical. Yeah, yeah they're, they're they, like the same car. But right? the, I, and it really comes down to which. And I, again, this is me driving very fast on very technical roads with that EV6 mm-hmm. drive program. Remember that was a, that was like, was I'm like, what? Technical. this is I'm a, like, this is a stinger drive program.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was, I'm like, this is an odd choice for this vehicle, but I, you know, yeah, it was kind it was of a fun drive. It was very fun, but it did make you work for it. Like, it, yeah. so, like a Hyundai, the Onyc five was not as technical. So yeah, you like, just
0: kind of cruise around. Southern California, was just, <laughs> la, 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 right.
1: So, was a little <laughs> different. so um, yeah, very different drive programs.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's you know we'll we'll maybe if I'd had the Ionic Five on those roads, um, I would have maybe been the same. Maybe it would have been less. Who knows? Either way, I feel like either one you buy, you're going to be happy. It really comes, and I think it really comes down to to design. Like, what do you want? Because
1: the styles are very different. I you know what I love that the the Ionic Five, all the little oh, what do they call them? Pixels, little squares, little teeny tiny squares everywhere. Mm -hmm. I think some part of it makes me feel like I've sat down in a nineteen like eighty five video game or something. All these. (laughs) Squares of Minecraft. I, I, yeah. yeah, I like. I, I like how that looks, just because I think it also looks. It just looks different. I it love does. how it looks on the outside of the car. Like it's strikingly different. It's it's unique. I'm like I. That appeals to me. It makes it stand out a little bit from the crowds.
0: So. Yes, yes. I think <laughs> uh, the Doesn't Hyundai look like Motor all Group. the other crossovers. Exactly. Yeah, and yep. it's, it looks like a '90s a, a hatchback, pixel retro futuristic it, vehicle
1: fun i i like
0: yeah it, it looks like a design st- student who was like at top of the class designed a car and everyone's like oh that's awesome oh they'll never make it and then hyundai's like hold on
1: like wait hold yeah we'll hold, <laughs> hold my
0: hold my beer i got this <laughs> yeah it, it is a uh, uh, you know lots of if you have a family um lots of uh, leg room for a tall person in the back um Mm-hmm. plus you still have room for to throw your stuff in. Both of these vehicles are much bigger than you think they are. The ev 6 is about the same yeah. size as a 3 series.
1: They're very um, tardis like they look very small and then you sit down and say like there's a lot more room in here than you think there is. I when I um had to sit in the back seat for a while on the Hyundai program it was I was on and The front seat was pushed all the way back. Someone was trying to do video and I was kind of like hiding.
0: Yeah, Oh, yeah. The hide, like, oh, sorry. Sorry. Like
1: (laughs) your passenger side is far back in the right corner as you can get in the back of the car. And he had the seat pushed all the way back. And he's just thinking like, gosh, I am actually, sometimes you are actually squished. I'm like, I'm totally fine back here. This is this fine. And you would never drive with the seat that far back unless you were a giant. Well, you might rob Roberto. Yeah.
0: yeah. uh, uh, Yeah. Normal people wouldn't. No. That's that, That's my little caveat whenever I talk about research. Well, if you sit behind a tall person, yeah. it's going to be tough. Yeah. But, then, yeah, I had the EV6. Uh, I had the seat all the way back for me, and I got in the back seat, and I didn't have to move my seat forward or anything. And, yeah. and I was like, oh, this is great. And then I put the little Very seat back. Very like, oh, you you're,
1: you're looking like, oh, these might be a little bit small. No, nope. open the door, take nope.
0: a seat. It's, it's an optical illusion. The wheels are pushed out really far, and then it's the design. So it's sort of, yeah, it, it tricks you. Even when you're in front of it, until you get right up. Like super close to it, it still seems smaller than it is.
1: much Smaller than it and is. The trick, and,
0: and for what it's worth, the EV
2: six actually is. it's strangely enough, it looks it when you look at it in isolation. It actually looks like it might be a little bigger than the Ionic five. The Ionic five, because of its shape, looks smaller, it's... but the the EV six is actually smaller. Um, it has about four inches less wheelbase than okay. the Ionic five, um, which is I mean, it's still you know, one hundred and fourteen inch wheelbase. It's still that's Big. a lot of wheelbase for, a, yeah. for that size, uh, but it is it is marginally smaller than the uh, than
0: the Hyundai. It is, yeah, I got we got into the UV6 and we were driving around. My wife, we got in and she's she's like, "Oh, this is really nice." I'm like, "Yeah, this is the same, you know, it's the Ionic." She hasn't seen the Ionic five yet, um, and she's like, "Well, why didn't we get this?" <laughs> like within like a few minutes, and most of the time she gets into a car, she's like, "Yeah, this is fine, whatever." She's you know doesn't care.
1: but when when this she likes the car, yet.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, it wasn't ready yet. She's like, oh, all right. Okay, and she you know, she likes her. I'm like, do you not like your car? She's like, no, no, I like my car. This just seems way better.
1: If yeah. <laughs> so I'd known I could get this. She's like, yeah. what is this? I thought
0: you were a what car have, guy. What
2: I would have thought... made do with that you X-type for a few more months if I could have gotten this instead.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, yeah that's a whole <laughs> – getting trapped in a bad neighborhood at one in the morning yeah, okay. doesn't make it for – yeah, the X-type is the X-type. <laughs> it is what it is so anyway yeah i drove I, I was fortunate i drove two really nice cars two cars i really like two cars that uh again i'd probably go with the ionic five just because of design um but you know same thing so we'll see good times great everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or McCrispy sandwich but you're the filet-o-fish sandwich all day That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
2: Nicole, what about you?
1: Uh, The car I drove is worth more than both of the cars that Robbie drove put together Two or three times over. Um, I was in... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe twice. <laughs> you, could buy, you could buy many, several of those or one of these. The 2022 Jeep Grand Wagoneer Series 3 4x4. Um, it's the return of the Grand Wagoneer, which we had one of these when I was 12. So we had an... Wow. Uh, so, yeah. Um, my parents bought it. It was uh, burgundy with the f- genuine faux wood paneling on the <laughs> outside because, yeah. you know, why would well, you you wouldn't want
2: the that? fake w- faux wood paneling.
1: Right. You You want want the genuine genuine wood, Yeah. So, uh, and my mom loved that car. My mom is uh, five foot one. So to get behind the wheel of a car that big, she suddenly feels like I own the road. She loved that thing. I think she probably cried when she got rid of it. She was really sad. So I actually took my mom out to lunch, who is now 84 and had to use a little step to get up because it's too high when you lower the ride height. She was in heaven. She's like, This is so much nicer. Oh, this is, she was so excited to ride in this car. So I was super excited to be able to take her out for a drive in it and take her out to lunch. Um, One of the things I noticed talking about that, the the steps, so they have the deployable step. It's really wide, which is awesome. Because if you're using that because somebody's trying to get in, like somebody who's older or, or even kids, because you need to get, sometimes those steps are very tiny and they don't feel very secure. This is like, you can put your foot, on this and like stand on it. And both your feet are completely on it. Like your heels not hanging on the edge of the stuff. It's very, very wide. Everything
2: about the Wagoneer is wide.
1: It's big, yes. Everything is wide. Um, So I liked that feature. (laughs) I thought that was kind of a neat feature that, you know, until you've tried to put, get up onto a car or have to help somebody up or help kids up, you don't realize how a narrow step is really a pain in the butt, but a nice wide step makes it easier for everybody. Yeah.
0: Your foot slips off because it's it's like, Like a ball of your foot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And if you're watching a kid go to step on it and they misjudge and when they're really narrow, their foot goes through like under, like I've seen kids do splits. It's yeah. So having a nice wide step plus one. Uh, So I really like that. Um, As far as the power behind this thing, it is a 6.4 liter V8 engine with 471 horsepower and 455 pound feet of torque. And it feels like this amazing beast when you drive it. If you mash that gas pedal on the highway, because you're trying to uh, navigate heavy traffic, it is just fantastic. It's not that like sports car acceleration that's aggressive and angry and like makes you, but it is like, get out of my way. It is so, uh, it is so strong and so beefy. It's fantastic to drive this. Um, it does, however, feel like you are taking not just your lane, but all the lanes. Like, nope, <laughs> it's not my lane. That's mine. This highway is mine. Move out of the way every other lane in the highway. It feels huge, which and make it a little bit of a challenge in, you know, parking lots. I, I, I drove by many a parking space because I just thought, I don't even trust myself to be able to get into that spot. And then once I get in, I'm not entirely sure that I can get out because there's so little room left on either like, side.
0: You gotta get out to the trunk.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. Just going to crawl out the hatchback, crawl over the two rows of seating behind you and and like crawl out the back of the Grand Wagoneer. Uh, so it is big. So you have to be used to it being big when they, um, did this launch. They did it in New York city and they had us drive that in New York city. Oh, good. Driving,
2: driving down the Hudson parkway. And that thing was nerve wracking.
1: It was nerve wracking. And you know, it's just as, I mean, I'm, you know, in rural New Hampshire, it's just as nerve wracking here when you get on the highway or get into narrower spots. It is, you have to be really comfortable driving a big car. Everything about this is big. If you're going to say one thing about the Jeep grand Wagoneer big, that would well, be, it's,
2: amazing. it's, it's four inches wider than a Ford Expedition and about three inches wider than a Suburban.
1: Yeah. So and those are not so, small. So, yeah. So those. it is like we will out big everybody. Um, inside though, it out luxuries everybody. It is absolutely beautiful. Well, it's grand. It's grand inside. It has two sc- like an extra screen. You get a screen as the front passenger where you can control select functions on the vehicle. It has wood trims. There's just nifty little. It's like metal thing this is grand wagoneer and it's not like embossed but like laid into the front on the dashboard where the wood is there's wood on the center console the leathers are beautiful and plush there's all this contrast stitching there is not a single spot that you look in this vehicle from the floor mats to the headliner that you don't think luxury car luxury car luxury car everything in this is absolutely beautiful so on that front if you're looking for a luxury suv it nails it. I mean, there's no doubt you feel that. And then, of course, it has the capability of a Jeep. This has got four wheel drive. Now, I did not, there is no way on God's green earth that I would take this car by itself without an OEM off road at all. Because I feel like if I didn't need damage to it, like that scratch just cost you $10,000. Not doing that. But it does have the capability. We, you know, like what? there's a point where you're just like, I can't, I can't, wouldn't do it. And we have so much snow on the ground and mud. I feel like between the snow and mud, it's just a a bad call in a grand lagonier for me right now. But you could, I mean, you could if you wanted to. It definitely has the capability, which is kind of what makes this special. I mean, I don't know how many people are going to spend just you know grand total one hundred eight thousand eight hundred. Oh my god,
0: that is way more than both of the cars I had. Yeah, buy both. Wait, so both of the cars I had, let's say,
1: how much were they together?
0: Forty five, let's just go up to seventy. Let's just round up to seventy, maybe seventy five.
1: The two of them. So you so could almost half
0: again as much for yeah. more, a little more. Uh-huh. That. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, you know, completely different target markets, but so it's expensive. So you're paying a lot for it. I don't know how many people are going to buy this and are actually planning on off-roading in the weekend. I kind of feel like if you buy this, um, you actually also have a Wrangler and that's where you go off-roading on the weekend. Yeah. Cause that's it's like cool. the
0: G-Wagon people. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. So there's a lot to recommend this. I I, I well, don't you know if have- you
2: need to go out on the, you know, in the back 40 of the estate
0: you know right. to check something out you
1: right know. you're going to shoot pheasants or something <laughs> yeah. you got to go check on that you got to
0: go check on your 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 ranch hands right make yeah. sure right. you don't want to either i'm not going to get in the jeep it's dusty and messy dusty. i need
1: the comfort but, to i'm going to take this
0: me. onto the little dirt roads and the i will know I'll be fine if i get so stuck in a lot
1: you know and I, it's neat that they brought it back I, mean, I don't remember exactly when it was discontinued but it's been a while i mean my parents brought theirs in 1982 so it's uh,
2: it's been it was thirty years. It was nineteen ninety two that they. Ninety
1: two when they said, "Okay, so it's been a while since it's been around." And you know, the, the thing that I suppose will kill you now is the gas prices. Like suddenly, t- to put the gas in this, this would kill you. I don't have the fuel economy on. No, here we do. Uh, Thirteen city, eighteen <laughs> highway. Well, which yeah, how much is it going to cost you to fuel this thing right now? Like. Oh my god! A lot. Where did you get like two I mean, loans.
2: I, 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 I drove the 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 regular Wagoneer, not the Grand one, so it only had the yeah. 5.7 liter Hemi in it. to yeah. Indianapolis last October.
1: Only. Yes. Yeah.
2: And you know, on a 600 mile round trip highway drive, it you know, it averaged just over 17. Yeah. Highway. Yeah. So, you know, with the six, four, you're probably luck- going to be lucky to hit 15, 15.
1: Right? And I want to say like, oh, gosh, that's a big deal because gas prices are stupidly high right now. And who knows how long they're going to stay that way. But for the same token, you just spent one hundred and eight thousand eight hundred and seventy five dollars on Maybe this. You're not and
0: the kind of person who price, worries about gas prices. Yeah, it's <laughs>
1: probably not something that's at the top of your list if you're spending like sh- that kind of money.
0: Whatever. Um, I mean, it's still
1: not great. No one wants to spend more money, no matter how much money you've got. No one wants to spend extra like, hey, it cost me 50 bucks to gas up this week and last week. And now it's 105. Like, no one wants to do that. Uh, So, I mean, that's the big downside. But in terms of the capability, the style, the luxury, the comfort, it is absolutely beautiful. It's huge. We had a piece of furniture uh, that we ordered three months ago. It's had a four to six week delivery time frame. Thanks, COVID. <laughs> so we finally have it. And it came in. I'm like, it's the right week. Oh, my gosh. The stars aligned. I don't have a convertible. I actually have the gray Wagoneer. Backed it up to the little, you know, uh, drop off pickup thing at the furniture store. And I thought, is it going to fit? And it, like we could have put three of this sh- this like giant table inside of it. It's like it fits. There's still room in the back seat. OK, what else can we um, buy? Yeah, what else can we buy that they have in stock right now? Uh, so it's, you know, it has an incredible amount of room, uh, roomy for passengers, roomy for cargo. And it's just, it really is a beautiful, quiet, comfortable ride. It has a little bit of that, you know, because it's gigantic, um, it has a little bit of that floaty kind of feel, you know? So it's, yeah, so you're kind of like, whoa, whoa. If you hit bumps, it's not bam, it's just, whoo and you sort of bounce. That's 25,000
0: of the 108. It was just making right. Feels like you're on a cloud.
1: Exactly. It's just to make you feel like you're on a cloud. Uh, so overall, I mean, I, I like the Grand Wagoneer. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know how many people just, I mean, I think you're buying it for status. I want a vehicle that says I can go off road. I really love the Jeep brand. I have a hundred K in my pocket uh, to buy this and have this really Super fancy vehicle to drive around with the kids and haul whatever I want to haul. Maybe bark mulch, although I couldn't put bark mulch in that beautiful cargo area. But
0: It's, you know, it's, it's the, the, the rich person who still wants to look a little country. Right. Like, I'm well, not going to get a G-Wagon because that's all elitist well, and, that's and too, whatever. Yeah, that's two fancy
1: that's, pants wrong. Yeah, and, Last, last summer when
0: they, when they
2: did the, the launch drive in New York, you know they were talking about um, <clears throat> you know, the, the market for this thing. And mm-hmm. they said that 25% of Jeep sales – in the U.S., are in the New York metropolitan area. So that whole you know New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, right. a quarter of of all the Jeeps so, bought in the U.S. are bought in that region. Which is, yeah. you know, those people they're not taking these things off road. Even Wranglers, you know, they're right. they're they're buying you know Wranglers and wagon and and Grand Cherokees, and they're using them to shuttle the kids to you know to their fancy private schools and. Yeah. You know, right. Go to their Pilates classes and,
0: and see know, L.L. Bean crowd. Yeah. Isn't Isn't part of part of why, is L.L.
1: Bean still a thing? It is. OK, they well, there you go. <laughs> part of why they had done the drive in New York, because we all kind of sort of had the same questions. Like, why are we driving this? giant thing? Like, <laughs> what what tiny- are they, well, that's the kind of person is sort of the person who has, you know, uh, upscale person in this area who's going to take it outside the city and go to the country club or go to the go on a drive and go antiquing or whatever the heck it is you do when you have a hundred thousand dollar car. But this is, this is the sort of lifestyle they will have. They won't necessarily be driving it downtown all the time, but you're going to drive it out and take it out, you know, on in away from the city with your family, with your friends. And that was why they chose to do it in New York city. That was their, Rational. So the
0: family cabin, that's like five bedrooms and has three fireplaces. Exactly.
1: That's bigger yeah. than both of our houses put together. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> so, so we, we both just drove the Lincoln
2: Navigator a couple of weeks yes. ago, the refresh 22 Navigator, <clears throat> which, which would be your preference, the Navigator or the Grand Wagoneer?
1: Okay. That's a hard question because they're very inside the link. The Navigator has more of a traditional, like I am a fancy pants, luxury car, even just in <laughs> the style.
0: my pants, like, they are fancy.
1: My pants—they're very fancy. Well, the Jeep is like my pants are fancy, but they also have lots of pockets for cargo. You know, um, so it's—it's. It's, it's I also a, own a hatchet. Right, I have a hatchet in my pants, in, the, in a little loop thing. Um, so I feel like it's a very different. But you wouldn't
2: want to leave it in there when you climb in. You wouldn't want to cut not, up those beautiful sure. leather seats. Cut up
1: those beautiful seats, but I feel like they're very different. It's a very different customer. Lincoln is sort of a more refined sort of elegant luxury where jeep is it's still just as luxurious but it feels a little bit more like you're you want luxury you still want to make an impression you're still saying you're driving a pricey car but you're a little bit more down to earth is the vibe that you want like i'm i'm not afraid so, the, of dirty. so you're if saying the, the wagoneer
2: is as, for the for the for the rich ranch owner while the yes. navigator is for the the yacht club member
1: yes how's that yes Okay. I think yeah. that's accurate. I think that's a it's good thing. It's the person who imagines they are a Yacht Club member or the person who imagines that they own a ranch, one way or the other. But yeah, it's a, it's a different vibe. And I also think, like, I don't know, the, the sort of cachet of the brand. Jeep has a really distinctive, it's a Jeep. You know, everyone has a certain impression of Jeep. Nobody, nobody has to think, I don't know what, what's Jeep about these days. Everybody knows Jeep. It's off-road, uh-huh. it's fun, it's rugged. Lincoln, you're like, uh... They're still around? Like not everybody. They make fancy, have that. nice cars. They're, big, the in China. They're, They're big in China. They're big in China, China, but we're not in China. So, but you know, <laughs> so I think it's a very different, it's a it's an entirely different customer that's looking for one or the other. They both hit a very different yeah. part of the of a similar market, different, different person.
0: Different rich people is different what it comes down people. to.
1: Rich people fro show, but uh different rich people.
0: Okay. I had
2: something completely different from any of this stuff. Um, I also had a Kia, uh, but I had the 2022 Kia Carnival SX Prestige. I remember, it's uh, Carnival. Because it's so uh, sorry, Car- wow. the, Car- the Carnival SX Prestige. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, anybody who's been listening to me for any length of time knows that I am a big fan of minivans as family haulers. I think that they are, you know, unless you need to haul six kids and an 8,000-pound boat— um, or a horse trailer, you know, the minivan is always the better choice for hauling the kids. Um, and, uh, you know, I, you know, but just don't call this a minivan anymore. It's, it's <laughs> no longer a minivan. It's now an MPV if you ask, uh, Kia, uh, which, you know, is the same thing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, they, like like the um, like the refresh or like the new um, Sienna that came out last year from Toyota, um, they have both gone in kind of the same direction in with the design. The hood line is now more horizontal, um, you know, more upright grill, so it looks a little more SUV ish. You know, trying to get away from that that stigma of you know the soccer mom minivan, uh, which I think is ridiculous. You know, it's like. T- forget about those stereotypes. If it fits your purpose, use it, you know? And I think, you know, the carnival, uh, or carnival, um, fits the purpose of a lot of families a lot better than, uh, than a, uh, an SUV does. Um, you've got lots of room in there. Uh, you've got, um, lots of cargo space in the back. I think, you know, behind, behind the third row seats, you still have over 40 cubic feet, because you've got that nice deep well in the back there. When when you fold the rear seats down, um, when you get rid of the third row seats, you know they flip back and fold down into that well. But when you're when you're using those seats, you still have a really deep well. So even if you're carrying six or seven people, you still have room for lots of stuff back there, uh, which is you know almost double what you're going to find in a lot of three row SUVs, uh, maybe more in some cases. So, uh, you know, I think that that is excellent. I like the new design, you know, it fits in with kind of the new design direction that Kia has been moving, um, at least with their non-electric vehicles, you know, the vehicles like the Sorento and, and the Telluride. Um, it's, uh, the one I have, uh, has the, the black painted wheels. Uh, it's the, what do they call it? Um, not Aspen blue. Um, it's, it's, they, uh, they call, oh, they call it, or uh, sorry, Astra blue, um, which, you know, when you look at it, it looks, you know, more gray with a hint of bluish green to it. Uh, but you know, it's, it's, it's fine. I can, I can live with that color. Um, I would prefer something, a little bolder shade of blue. Um, and then it's got a Tuscan umber interior. So this is the prestige. So it's got all the, all the options in there. Uh, really nice leather interior. Um, the uh the second row seats uh in this one it has the the executive seating in the second row so you've got a pair of captain's chairs that can recline they've got footrests that come up so kind of like a first class uh you know um, domestic uh aircraft seat uh very very comfortable uh very pleasant place to be it's got the rear seat entertainment system which is great lots of usb ports everywhere um, and, like most other modern Kias and Hyundais, the, the larger ones. It's got the USB ports that are on the inner the inboard side of the seat back of the front seats, uh, so they're really easy to, to access, really easy to get to uh, for people in the second row. Um, only two sort of complaints that I have about this one. Um, the, the front seats feel a little flat. Um, you know, that is, you know, they don't, or I think what it is, when you look at them, they look like they have some notable side bolsters, but I think they're wider than most seats are. So when you're sitting in them, uh, you know, they, they feel kind of flat. You don't feel like you're getting much, uh, lateral support when you're going around corners. Um, but they're otherwise fairly comfortable. Um, and then, uh, the fuel economy, you know, again, going back to, you know, the current state of the state of affairs with fuel prices. Um, the fuel economy is not great. Um, the um, EPA uh, let's see the EPA estimate is uh, 19 city, 26 highway, 22 combined. Uh, I've been averaging about 20. It's been pretty cold this week, um, but 20 to 20 and a half is what I've been getting uh, in mixed driving, which is not not exceptional. And unfortunately, Hyundai does not, or sorry, Kia does not yet offer any sort of electrified powertrain in here. So, you know, the Sienna now comes standard with a Toyota hybrid powertrain, uh, and it gets mid 30s fuel economy. The uh, Chrysler Pacifica, which is the other. or One of the other main competitors in this uh, segment uh, is available with a plug-in hybrid that gets you 32, 33 miles of electric driving range. And then after that, you're still you know, in the mid-30s uh, fuel economy for MPG. Um, the, uh, I'll be curious to see what Honda does with the Odyssey. Uh, it should be coming up for a redesign sometime in the next 12 months or so. And I would be surprised if they don't incorporate a hybrid powertrain in there of some sort. Um but uh uh you know and I, I actually wouldn't be surprised if, you know, maybe for 2023, um that Kia uh will probably add some sort of hybrid powertrain option to the carnival. Uh they already have a very good one that's in the uh they've got a plug-in hybrid that's in the Sorrento and uh uh, some other models as well, um, which should have plenty of power. It's uh, like 275 horsepower, I think, for the, the total for the, the plug-in hybrid system in the Sorrento. This one is 290. The V6, the 3.5-liter V6 in here is 290 horsepower, 260 foot-pounds of torque. It's fairly smooth. Um, they are... <clears throat> Driving on the highway, there was a little bit more wind and road noise, or mo- mostly mostly road noise, not so much wind noise, but road noise that was coming through um, than I would have expected. Um, but, you know, not not too terribly objectionable. You do have the sounds of nature available since it is a modern Kia, uh, mm. so you can always turn that on and get that, you know, the, the sound of the Paris cafe or the crunching through the snow or the babbling. Did you, enjoy,
1: did you pick a sound to, to enjoy on your Carnival drive?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I, just, I switched around between a couple of
0: different sounds. You know. It needs a Rio de Janeiro, like, you know. Yeah, that's true. Carnival that, that's parade. That's what it needs. That's what it needs. Or, or
1: some, some Latin
2: jazz. Or yeah, or, you know, some New Orleans carnival. Yeah. You, you could each
1: have one that's, like, vehicle-specific. Like, you get something that makes sense for that vehicle. That that's vehicle. a really good
2: idea. Instead of just having the same set of five <laughs> right? or six sounds across the entire lineup— we right. have like five standard ones, and then and one then that's specific one to that that's model. The
1: Carnival, and one that's for the EV6, and one, yeah, yeah.
2: No, that I makes like a that. lot of sense. I, I will have to share that information with the uh, product planning team at, at Kia the next time I talk to them.
1: I think that's a good idea, Kia.
2: Yep. You can send your checks to <laughs> Wheel <Bearings.
1: laughs> Admin
2: at <laughs> Wheelbearings.media. There you go. <laughs> um, otherwise, you know, I mean, this is this is a great minivan. You know, it's a great family hauler. Uh, you know, you've got the dual sliding doors, you know, they're power operated. Um, you know, all the things that we have come to expect in modern minivans are here. It's, you know, sharp looking, it's it's attractive. Um, you know, and it just, you know, it does it does what you need for a people hauler. All in so, the folks. So, oh, uh oh the price. I didn't I didn't mention the price. Um the one I drove, as I said, is pretty much loaded. Uh, came to forty-seven thousand seven hundred and seventy dollars, including an eleven hundred and seventy-five dollar destination fee. Um, the uh, base price on the uh, on the Carnival, um, you can start off uh, with the LX trim at just thirty-two thousand three hundred dollars, so somewhat more affordable. Uh, although your color options are very limited with that one, uh, but uh, other than that, <clears throat> you yeah, know, it's the the standard the base vehicle is a very solid vehicle it's it's a it's a it's a great people hauler so yeah i'm a fan of it too i
1: we we when i drove it we had it um even to have have a planned trip up to the white mountains to go camping and it was my husband and i my daughter and all of our stuff uh and it was great it was actually nice for i mean it was a pretty lengthy road trip up there and it swallowed up all that stuff no problem so i was a fan and then my Friends that were with us, we ran out briefly for something. Well, let's see, care card. Like this is cool. This is a minivan, <laughs> so they really liked it. So it was well. Right. Yeah. I'm.
0: I'm always trying to talk people into buying minivans instead of SUVs, uh, especially people with kids. And they're all. It's always a pushback. You're like, well, I don't know. I'm like, no, minivans are cool. SUVs are basic. Minivan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
2: mean, with the, with the sliding doors, you don't have to worry about kids opening yeah. up the door and banging it into the car next to them.
0: You're carrying you got, a kid and you're walking up to the car. You can hit a button and the door opens. Can you do yeah. that in in a Ford Escape? Nope. Nope. Um, yeah, you know, and also you don't
2: have to reach up as high. It's you know you've got a much bigger aperture to get in there and get the kids strapped into their seats yep. and things like that. It's just way easier to handle.
0: Nice so. use of the word aperture, by the way.
1: Yeah. Plus ones, yeah. <laughs> You're
0: like plus 1 percent there. All right.
2: Uh let's let's, let's stick with uh, the minivan theme for a moment. Um the long 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 awaited return of the VW bus is almost back. It's almost here.
0: Almost um, here for
2: Florida. At least if you live in in Europe. Uh it's going to be a little bit longer here in North America. Uh <laughs> but oh. This this week VW un, uh, officially unveiled the production version of the ID Buzz, and I'm glad that they kept the ID Buzz name from the concept instead of just giving it some arbitrary ID seven ID or ID eight eights or, eights or, or seven forty three uh, thing. Just
1: like I put the yeah, the like they're coming with just one number after stop stop. It was yeah. cute.
2: So the the ID Buzz is is, is here. Um, they showed off um, the the production version. Uh, which goes on sale in Europe uh, late the summer. I think they start taking orders in Europe in May, um, and then uh, deliveries start in late summer. Um, For the European market, they are getting a shorter wheelbase, two-row version of it. Um, We're not getting it here in North America until uh, early 2024, when we will get a slightly longer three-row version of it because apparently Americans can't be satisfied with just, you know, I would have been really five. happy with that short but whatever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think,
0: yeah.
2: Um interestingly, all of the all of the photos that they have shown of this thing and the the examples, the prototypes that they had, all have the include including even the cargo but the cargo buzz version, the ID Buzz cargo, um, all have the two tone paint scheme, paint scheme with the white above and color down below. Um, so and the, the white and the front kind of swoops down down to the front bumper. So you it kind of evokes that look of the classic uh type two bus, you know, from the nineteen fifties, I think, when it originally launched when they had the the V coming down there. Um uh, what what
0: do you guys think of the the buzz? Oh it's horrible. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I okay, so I, I waited for it for a long time and then I got very concerned when all the spy pictures were coming out. And people who are who who you know I know uh, in the bay area they were also very excited and then they saw the spy pictures, and they were also concerned and then now that they've shown it off like the design hasn't deviated too much from the from from the concept it still has that sort of flavor of 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 a uh, you know the old vehicle um you know you still have to deal with regulatory issues and stuff you can't make something exactly you know old schooly but no i th- i really like it um I'll, it'll be interesting. I I do wish we were getting a shorter wheelbase here in the United States, because I think that would be perfect for my wife and I and our dogs and our cats. Uh, but you know, Americans want big cars, and Volkswagen's happy to you know make it larger and probably throw a larger battery in there. And
1: and so. I like I like it too. I think it's going to do very well. And you know, you were talking about the stigma of a minivan and how minivans are you know dorky and horrible and awful. And it's like, but this isn't a minivan. This is the this is a bus. You know, yeah. it's, so you're okay. You can get this. You've avoided the stigma if you go exactly. Yeah, you have avoided it's the it. Cool it's, minivan, right? It's like no, 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 not the same thing. This is like the old Volkswagen bus. So you're okay. So they've. You're i think, still cool, mom.
0: You're still, you're cool. still
1: cool, mom. And actually, if you're driving this. You're a cool, mom. This yeah, yeah. because like, it's electric. Right? So this they like got an electric car, it's not really a minivan, it only thinks it is. It's really cute. I, I think this is gonna do well. Do we get pricing information on this? We didn't get no, no. We
0: have
1: no uh, idea. We're all sad story. no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I
0: didn't think yeah. so.
2: I think you know, I think they're gonna announce the pricing closer to May when they start sales, uh, start the orders in Europe. Um, I've heard rumors that it's gonna be pretty pricey. Uh,
1: uh, no, but- that no. Oh, no, you know, Sam, uh, you your rumors.
2: You know, it, it, it is electric. Um yeah. you know, and it's it's bigger than an ID four, although it's using the same powertrain and battery from the ID four. So I would guess that the starting price is at a minimum gonna be mid forties here in the US. Um, you know, and loaded up, you're probably gonna be looking, you know, sixty plus.
1: That still makes um, it pretty competitive with you know, as long as it actually is competitive with comparable minivans, you're okay.
2: Yeah. Well, and yeah. especially when you when you factor in operating costs, I mean, yeah, it's going to be a little more expensive probably to buy than than the comparable minivans, but, but okay. it's going to be a hell of a lot cheaper to operate because exactly. it's, oh, it's all electric. God. Uh, you know, you're not going to have to worry about 20 miles per gallon from this thing. Um, and, you know, it's, it's rear wheel drive, uh, 200 horsepower, uh, 201 horsepower electric motor on the rear axle. Um I would guess that uh, for at least for the U.S. and probably globally, they will probably offer an all-wheel drive version as well, with a front uh, electric motor. Um, you know, lots of room in this thing. You know, because the battery and the, the little motor in the back there, so a nice flat floor. Um, the you know, the the interior, the infotainment is pretty consistent with the look of what you have on the ID3 and the ID4. Um, same type of you know small. Digital cluster in front of the driver, uh, the uh, uh, the touchscreen in the middle. All the photos show, you know, with the white trim around the, the cluster, you know, on the front there. Um, hopefully, they will. I would I would assume that for production, you know, they will also offer black versions because I, you know, if you're going to haul family around in this thing, you probably don't want all that white trim in there.
1: So on the cargo version, they show them with black.
2: Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah, that, yeah the, car- the, cargo the cargo version, version has, the has a black. black
1: interior.
2: Yeah. yeah. All right.
1: And there's a um,
2: And unfortunately, we will not get the cargo yeah. version here um, yeah. because chicken tax, um, they would For have car- to pay a 25% tariff on it. Um, so we'll only get the people hauler version. Um, and one thing that is has not been decided apparently yet is whether we will get the, the California camper version. Um, so in Europe, they will have the option of the, the classic pop-up camper, uh, on the ID buzz. Um, during the, uh, the presentation, there were two versions of the present when they did the reveal earlier this week, there were two versions. It was the global version, the European version of that presentation. And then there was a shorter America only version with, uh, Scott Kehoe, uh, who's the, the president of VW of America. Uh, and he did reference the California camper and he, he said, "You know, we'd like to hear from, from fans, and you know whether we should uh, have that here. So I think that they're still trying to decide whether to offer it here. But that, you know, that would be a very distinct selling point. You know, that no other minivan offers yeah. is to have that, that classic
0: pop-up camper uh, hey, on this thing. People are going to spend a lot of money on yeah. it. So pe- this thing is, yeah, it's the, the, yeah, a lot of people have been waiting for this." Um, and there are a lot of people with a lot of money who'd be more than happy to spend, you know, to drop 110 120 on a California camper version of this because the, the regular California camper version is just like $103 or something crazy, $103,000. Um, and so they don't sell it in the United States, they just let us all drive it. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so but I think, yeah, I think they're, they're going to be fine. I, I know that <clears throat> Volkswagen America is very, um, they're they're always a little concerned about bringing a car over because they're like, well, you know, we want to make sure it fits, and we sell a lot of them. I mean, Germany offered uh, Volkswagen America the ID three, and they said, all you have to sell is twenty thousand, and we'll let you have it. If you can, if you can tell us you'll sell twenty thousand dollar twenty thousand of these twenty thousand units, go for it. And they and Volkswagen America is very much like, well, we really want to come out with something that is like uh, you know that growth market, which is that crossover uh, mm-hmm. SUV. So, I think. Yeah, so I think they're, they're going to be a little, like, I don't know, but no, that's, there's, there's no way that is not going to be a winner. There's no way they're not going to have to, like, put people off for, like, 18 months in order to build it because Northern it's going to, yeah. Yeah, people, are, people, people in this country have a lot of money. Uh, some of them, not me, um, but some people have a lot of money. They're more than happy to spend it on nostalgia and EVs and camping because the van life thing, it's, it's, a, yeah, thing. it's a thing. And it's not. I don't think it's not going away post pandemic. I think it's. It's. I think people are like oh, this is actually kind of nice. I don't have. You know, I have this thing that I can drive around when I'm in town. But then I can also just take it off for the weekend. No. Well, I'm just glad that they're they're going to sell
2: even any version of this thing here in North America because uh, it, it would have been really easy for VW to just say, "No, nah, we don't need that here. We're we're,
0: we're not going to sell that many of them." But. It would have it, been a riot. Oh, there would be a, I know there would have been a riot. People. Are, I'm still angry about the Honda E. Okay, so, <laughs> and that doesn't have
1: that
0: didn't have like twenty percent of the excitement around it that the ID Buzz has. So I think yeah, yeah it, uh, it would,
2: one, one, one of the other uh, features that will be uh, uh, standard on here is um, bi-directional charging, uh, like like you have on the uh, the Ford F one fifty. Um, so it'll, it'll support, you know, if you have, if you have a DC, uh, wall box bi-directional wall box in your garage, you can plug it in and you can power your house off of this thing. If your power goes out or, you know, when you're in your campsite, you can plug stuff in and run it off of there. Uh, so that's, that's very nice. And speaking of bi-directional charging, um, we had a, there was also an announcement this week from general motors and PG and E, um, that they're going to do a bi-directional charging pilot with a bunch of uh, new GM EVs um, in Northern California, which is the area that PG&E serves. Uh, I don't know. If, I, think, I think they kind of dropped the Pacific Gas and Electric name, and they just go with PG&E now. Um, but um, they're going to start this summer uh, with that uh, in uh, PG&E's labs. And this is one thing that GM hasn't talked about with their new EVs yet is is bidirectional capability. Um, Ford obviously made a big deal of it with the F-150 with their intelligent power backup, but, um, GM hadn't really talked about it even when we asked them, you know, whether it would be there. Um, and, um, so they're going to do some testing. And one thing that's different with what they're doing with PG and E is they're integrating this into uh, what they call a demand response system. So with the, with the F-150 with their, their system, if you have that, um, smart inverter from sun run in your garage and it's plugged in. It's got a transfer switch in there. So when your if your power goes out, it, the transfer switch automatically switches over. So it disconnects your home circuitry from the grid when the power goes out and it starts pulling power from the battery in the truck and po- powering everything. Um, but it's, it's all done locally. It's all controlled locally. Um, what uh, GM and PG&E are doing, same basic idea. You've got this uh, inverter and um, a transfer switch, but it can also be, inst- in addition to being controlled locally, it can also be controlled remotely by PG&E. And you know, certainly, I'm sure you're, you've had this, uh, Robbie. Um, you know, PG&E's had a lot of problems, you know, with uh, during hot periods uh, with having. Uh, too much power demand and having to go to rolling blackouts and things like this, and what they want to be able to do is, you know, for people that have this demand response system set up, they can automatically switch them off the grid, and they, you know, they can retain power, but they can reduce their the load on the grid by, you know, taking a few thousand or you know tens of thousands of homes off the grid for a period of time, running them off their EVs. And um, and they they control that from you know from their end, not not locally at your home. What do you think
0: about that? I, I well, okay. So first of all, it's pg which there's no love for PG&E in Northern California. To be to be fair, I mean they've, they've a lot a lot of the fires that have happened up here, pg es fault because pg didn't you know they they're like oh, we're not going to work on we're not going to cut down trees we're not going to do the, the maintenance that's needed. They, they they've been cutting costs and in in order to make sure that you know they're making a lot of money for 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 years and now it's biting them on the ass because now they're having to pay you know these huge settlements which we have to pay for by the way the consuming our our energy costs go up because they lost a huge lawsuit because they burned down a town and then another town and then another town (laughs) and it's um you know so it's it's on that end i'm just like ah on the other you know if you if uh, I'm sure there's probably going to be something you have to opt into, and if you opt into it, yeah. I mean, if they can if they can make it work, PG&E recently said they're going to start burying their 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 uh, their electric lines, which is something people have been asking for decades for. So those electric lines don't get you know blown over in the wind, hit a tree, and then burn down hundreds of thousands of acres. So they're doing that. So they're they're all, they're going in the in the correct direction. I think this is part of that. Um, I like the idea of bi-directional charging. Your house doesn't use nearly as much energy as your car does. Um, you know, and if I can, even if I can set it up my own, like right now, I have a level two charger. We charge the car between midnight and 3 p.m. And that's off peak here, um, and then from 3 p.m. to like midnight, it's it's uh, it's peak charging, or it's peak power. You know, you're paying like almost double for, for electricity. Mm-hmm. If I could charge my car at night and then when peak happens I can pull my you know I can start pulling power from my vehicle let's say I buy that that uh, that Volkswagen buzz that ID buzz you know it has 84 kilowatts which is more than I'll ever use in my house <laughs> I'm not driving there every day you know I'm, I work from home you know, my wife takes the other car to, to to work if I can charge you know I'm I'm, I'm essentially Saving money because instead of paying double for for uh, double the price for electricity, I'm paying off-peak, you know, prices for electricity for my home. So it's yeah, I think it's it's good. And also, if we can help, you know, if we can reduce, you know, blackouts because a blackout is you know, it's it's inconvenient for me. It's horrible for people who need medical equipment in their home. It's horrible for for hospitals and it's horrible for people who who actually need to have their electricity on for for, um, for a variety of reasons. For me, if power goes out, I'm like, oh, no, I hope everything's charged. It is. Okay, fine.
1: Yeah. I think it's a cool idea, but I'd, as long as they allow people to opt into it, I'd, I think the idea of them just saying, nope, we're making this power decision for you whether you want it or not. Yeah, I, th-
0: I think most people would opt into it. Most people are buying EVs. I, you know, I don't see that people are going to be like, oh, no, but – it's pg the Yeah. <laughs> it really comes down to...
1: I'm on the East Coast, and I think of them as the company that starts all the fires. That's literally how I think yeah. of them.
0: That's that's the, their, their brand is, yeah, we burn things down. <laughs> we
1: start fires by accident. Oops. Yeah. Oops.
0: We're not good at what we do. We have one job, and we're not good at it. Not good at it. Yeah, so GM's going to... They're going to start the testing in,
2: in pg and these labs this summer, and then by the end of the year, they plan to expand the pilot to consumers. And they're also... A uh, couple of days after the GM announcement, they announced that Ford is also going to participate in this. So they'll be using the F one hundred and fifty Lightning as part of this as well um, for the demand response. So cool. That, that should all be kicking off before the end of the year. All right. Um, staying with EVs some more. Um, Honda and Sony uh, have signed a memorandum of understanding. To look at potentially forming a joint venture to maybe make EVs,
0: um, <laughs> a memorandum of understand. It's a plan to make a plan. plan to ha-
1: it's exactly.
0: A pl- it's an idea. It's a it's a letter that we to to plan to have a plan. Hey, so uh, you want to do something? Yeah, maybe we'll do something later. Yeah, that sounds like it's like when you and your friends are like college. Like, hey, we should go get some lunch sometime. Yeah, that sounds great. We should. And yeah. then you leave.
1: You and don't. You don't- anything. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So Sony has shown
2: two different EV concepts at CES in 2020. And then another one this year, the 2021 was a sedan this year. They showed an SUV. Um, and, um, it was never clear if Sony actually really wanted to get into the business of building cars or they were just using this as demonstrators to show off all their various technologies that they'd like to sell to car companies. And, um, apparently, you know, the Honda is interested in maybe taking that and turning it into a real product. We'll, so we'll we'll see. Um, Hon- Honda's first new EVs are coming in North America, coming courtesy of General Motors in 2024. Uh, the Honda Prologue and an as yet unnamed uh, Acura crossover based on GM's Ultium platform. Uh, but uh, looks like they're going to throw in
0: their potentially throwing their lot with Sony as well. So I talked to Sony after the two, 2020 CES where they showed off the, the vehicle again. And they told me, I'm like, are you making this car? And they're like, nah, we're not going to make this car. And then they went, then they turned around and told someone else that they were going to make the car. <laughs> and I was just like, what, what is going on with, with, with them? And now they're, now they're going to, but they're not, well, maybe we'll make it. Maybe we won't. It's, it's all very, you just I'm like, what, what is, what is, I, okay, fine 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 just do whatever you're going to do but it was it's like
1: the it, most tentative of maybe i don't know uh-huh, possibly uh-huh. happening kind of plans
0: yeah, yeah. they they uh, i mean if they get into it and they can make a nice car and they're working with magna or they're working with honda or they're working with gm or volkswagen or whoever great that's fine if you can make a good a nice ev that people want and i don't know maybe have a walkman in it that's great <laughs> um maybe it comes with a playstation 5 the first,
2: the first ev with a cassette player yeah just, <laughs> um, wired headphones
1: some the wired little, headphones a little
2: orange foam
1: yeah <laughs> oh God. flashback that was very specific <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'm too old uh all right well we'll see what happens with honda and sony um rivian um Made some more news this week, which did not impress a lot of people. Apparently,
1: we need any good news for months. Everything, nothing happy is coming in. Like, we already. made
0: some cool cars. Everyone's like, "Yay, we love these trucks!" They're like, "All right, hold on." <laughs> wait,
1: wait, we're just gonna mess everything. We only up.
0: made a few of them, though. We only made a few. They, they, they
2: had they had their Q four earnings call um, this week, and um, let's see, um, in Q four of twenty twenty one, they lost uh, about 1.1 1. 1, uh or, oh let's see q4 versus previous 2.5 billion dollars um in in losses in in q4 um and that's that's a lot of money that's um, a lot and they are projecting for this year for for 2022 that they're going um, to lose 4.75 billion dollars
1: billion
2: yeah they um it turns out their their factory in illinois has capacity, uh, theoretical capacity for 50,000 vehicles a year. They are currently projecting that they're only going to produce 25,000 vehicles this year.
1: Oh, my gosh.
2: Uh, and that includes hmm. the Amazon delivery vans. Um, oh,
1: so even oh that includes
2: the vans. That includes so, the vans. That's their total production, 25,000. Oh, so, so people 83, are going to yeah. –
1: 83,000 reservations and less than 50,000 people people will get an actual vehicle.
2: Yeah, well less less than 25,000.
1: Less than 25,000, sorry. We'll get yeah. Oh my gosh.
2: So, it'll probably be on the order of somewhere between 15 and 20,000 of the R1T and R1S and then the rest will be the, uh, Amazon. Uh, the delivery vans.
1: So they had a whole um, bunch of people cancel when they first did their whole It's not going to cost, do you think it cost? Oh wait, we're backpedaling. And now they have hey, we're not going to make what we thought we were going to make. Did you feel like as a Rivian if you were like holding an order, you'd be like, you know what, enough, I've been burned once, let's burn twice. Am I ever going to get a car?
0: It still, it still beat the Cybertruck to market, though. That's true. <laughs>
1: That's true. <laughs> it
0: was the first electric pickup truck.
1: But I feel like with Rivian, you had a, you had that expectation that it would happen with Tesla, you're like, eh. I don't know. What were you, you, were taking, you know what you were getting into when you went with Tesla. <laughs> there was no doubt. It's like you might get a truck, maybe this year. Who knows? With Rivian, like, we are gonna build a truck, and you believed them.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I listened to the earnings call and you know, they talked about they're they're having trouble getting some of the parts from suppliers. Um, you know, it's the the whole supply chain challenge. Yeah, everybody's having having a hard time getting getting parts and if you can't get parts you can't make vehicles and if you can't if you can't get all the parts you can't ship them to customers um especially if it's an ev you need all those chips in there for an ev yeah. um so they're they're struggling a bit with with production um you know so it's not the same kinds of problems that that tesla had you know tesla was just you know with the launches and yeah. everything they've built you know they've had trouble just putting them together they they were able to get the parts they just couldn't put it together right um, Rivian just can't get the parts they need
1: Yeah. and
2: that's, that's a real issue um, so far through, uh, through May 8 they have produced uh, 2,425 vehicles since last September or so when they started yeah. production uh, which is not a lot
1: it's um, not a lot of cars. No, that's, not a lot of vehicles
2: yeah. I mean, that's, Ford, each of Ford's F-150 plants cranks out 50 trucks or 60 trucks per hour It's 120 an hour between two plants.
1: I understand. It sounds really close. The difference doesn't seem very big at all.
2: No, no, not at all. So if you're waiting for a Rivian, uh, you're probably gonna be waiting a while longer. Maybe yeah, maybe still buying maybe. an
1: E V six in the meantime,
0: no. <laughs> Yeah, get an E V six or something.
1: Yeah. Get a you know
0: what, get a Ford Maverick in the meantime. There
1: you just, go. There you get go. Just a little Maverick.
0: A Ford Maverick, They'll drive it around. Over. They'll tide you over yep, right. until you have to get you, and then until your Rivian shows up. It gets pretty good yeah, it gets good gas mileage. Yeah. Yeah, just just get that instead. <laughs> for while you wait. Well, anyway, and then at the end of the year, you know, and then in like a if few years, you can years, sell you
1: can, the Maverick and, yeah. and buy your Ruby. You'd
0: probably be more able more. to sell the Maverick at a profit. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> if, if the supply chain still have, keeps doing, it'll. Pro- yeah, or you know, even if you don't sell at a profit, you got you know, you got a good little truck for twenty thousand bucks. Yeah. Of course, that might not show up to your house for six months, so maybe I don't know. I hope you just weren't waiting for that car as your only car. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: pretty much the deal. Just don't be waiting on that with any sense of urgency whatsoever. Yeah.
2: Speaking of not waiting with a sense of urgency, I uh, hope you weren't waiting for a new generation Subaru WRX STI.
1: Wah, wah.
0: <sighs> Apparently, not going to happen. I love the STI. I love the WRX. I'm a big fan of both of those vehicles.
1: So, today um, you're crying big tears then. Yeah, yeah. But, I,
0: you know, I, I would, the gas powered one. So, if they if they can deliver an EV STI that drives like the STI, that's, I mean, that's, that's it. I, I'm like, oh, what? I don't care. I don't care then, you know, they killed the, the gas powered STI and they deliver like something that's just as good, but yeah, it's run on electrons. Yeah, yeah, go or, for it.
1: Or not under the hood, as long as it drives the way an STI should drive.
0: Yeah, the STI, the, the, I just, yeah, the, the, the all-wheel drive system, the, hand, the, the handling, everything about the WRX and STI are just, for me as the, this is the kind of car that I absolutely adore just I can just take it anywhere do anything and it's just gonna be like, yeah yeah let's do this let's let's party um that's that's yeah I drove the last gener- I guess current generation the final generation of gas STI and I was yeah the only thing that sucked is that it's not a it's not a wagon yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> And it,
0: wasn't w- no. and it wasn't brown, no. It wasn't red, ah, You know what? I well, think-
2: on, on an STI, you don't need brown. You need you need that blue, the classic, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Super you need the blue. rally
0: blue. So you can see the brown. So you, people know that you're you're legit yeah. because you've got all the mud on it. Yeah. You don't want you don't you want the brown the, the dirt just yourself. blending in. <laughs> yeah. You want you want people to know. You know you know I'm just completely aside. I, I'm always concerned about people who buy the LBRX and the STI and then they lower them. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? This Is no. a rally car? No, you're doing it wrong. There's so many other vehicles you could buy and lower. Yeah. But you yeah. know, it's your car, do what you want. Don't listen to me. But at the same time, it, it sort of
1: Don't it, do it that. breaks my heart. Just a,
0: <laughs> just a smidge. I think it's going to be that.
2: interesting to to see how the uh the Solterra drives. I think that'll be you know an interesting mm-hmm. indicator of maybe where Subaru, you know, what Subaru might be able to achieve with the uh with the STI and to see if there's any difference in the way the The Salterra behaves from the Toyota BZ4X. um, Yeah. Because from what I've been told, Subaru actually did most of the development on this vehicle.
0: Oh, that's So it's more Subaru than it is Toyota. All right. That'll be fun. Yeah. I I was unable to go um, drive it because of conflicts. Um, So I'm, 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 but I'm eagerly, uh, I'm very excited about the Salterra and see to see what happens. And it's easier to say than the whatever the Toyota thing is called. Yeah that I've completely forgotten every time <laughs> I say BZ4X, right? Yeah. So it's they like beyond zero, four times? I guess that's that's the only way I can remember. That's, actually that. gonna that's, help that's, you that's remember, for, for four-wheel
1: drive. I can remember it. That'll work. Or zero. No,
2: sorry. The, the number is kind of the indicator of where it fits in the range size-wise. So uh, the BZ5 will be we'll larger. Be BZ3 will be smaller. I want to get the BZ1. One. The crossover.
1: Yeah, what's
2: so the, the BZ1? Like a little we don't know thing. yet.
1: It's just oh, okay. it's just like a two seater. <laughs>
2: yeah, might it's be might, might be the electric. Mister Two the GR86.
0: It's the uh, Mister Two, the MR2. There you go. The give us a Mister Two. Give us a Mister Two, electric yeah. Mister Two. Mister Two. <laughs> okay. Um,
2: before we get into questions, I just want to let people know if if you're listening to this uh, early this week, um, if you are in Austin. Um, and you're going to South by Southwest, make sure you come by the uh, Convention Center on Thursday afternoon at uh, 1.30 Central Time, I think it is, in Austin. Um, I will be on stage interviewing Peter Rawlinson, the CEO and CTO of Lucid Motors. Um, so if you're around or, or if you're watching, you know, if you're doing the online version of uh, South by this year, uh, you can check that out online as well. So uh, make sure you make sure you
0: check it out. Awesome. This should be good. Peter Peter's an yeah. engineer, and you're an engineer. So if yeah. you're like a nerd, you're, this is going to be a good talk. Every sure. time I talk to Peter, it's, it's it's like you know, there's it's less like like media training and more like nerdy nerdery, and so he's a he's a fun he's a fun interview.
2: Yeah, well, and also uh, this week, Lucid launched uh, a video series called Tech Talks um, on YouTube, and uh, the first one is like 35, 40 minutes long, uh, and it's it's all Peter going through explaining you know their approach to efficiency and how they design the batteries and and the motors and everything on on the uh, the lucid air Um, and there's some math in there. He's got a, he's got a table that's a a whiteboard and he's doing the equations on there, explaining how they came up with the size and everything. The
1: minute you give an engineer a whiteboard and post-it notes, it's all over.
2: Oh yeah. Oh, he's got (laughs) post-it notes too.
1: Yeah. You got to have those stuck in between to create your flow chart in different colors, depending on the, where you are in the flow chart.
2: Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Let's answer some questions from the listeners. Um, Corey Wallace asks, I love the podcast. What are your thoughts on skipping out of getting extended warranty on new vehicles to save money? I've had multiple vehicles and never used the warranty, and I'm thinking of buying a new 2023 Kia Niro PHEV when it comes out this fall. Um, What do you guys think about extended warranties?
1: I've never bought one in my whole life ever.
2: I get a lot of calls about them, like a lot. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) too. I, well, I, I used
2: to get a lot of calls about them before I got uh, before Google enabled automatic call screening on uh, Pixel phones. So now all that stuff just goes straight to the spam folder. I never uh, it never even rings my phone. I've never gotten. I, I have your warranty like, is about to expire. Yeah, a car I haven't owned
0: for ten years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten the. I have gotten the, the thing where you pay and and like you can bring it into and get it uh, serviced for free, like the extra money, so you just you're prepa prepaying for maintenance. yeah I, I've, I have done that once. I did that on on the low, on the the uh, the lease for our fiat. that way we just you know because we were you know I, I was my wife was in school, I was working, we lived in the bay we lived in San Francisco at the time, so we didn't have a lot of money. so I was just like if I just pay for it now. And then while I'm traveling, my wife needs to take it in. There's no like surprise. Oh yeah, they, we can to rotate the tires, and that was a hundred dollars. And then we get to change it. It was like, ah. Uh, so that was. I don't think it was worth it, like monetarily wise. But I think peace of mind, just getting it done, and not having a surprise, um, you know, was was uh, was was nice. But yeah, I, I extended. I don't know. I've never gotten an extended warranty. I, I, I don't
1: know that there. Yeah, was, you, you
2: get you got to be careful with those. Um, you know, when you go to a dealer when you're buying a new car. More often than not, you know those extended warranties are not coming from the manufacturer. These are third-party warranties that um, you know it's being done by some other company. Um, There's usually a lot of um, Mm -hmm. a lot of details. You gotta look. You gotta look over the contract really carefully and see how much of a deductible, what's actually covered. Um, Yeah. These these things are generally extremely profitable for dealers. Uh, which is why they, you know, probably the longest part of buying a car is the time you spend in the F&I office. (laughs) Um, going through all that stuff, you know, as you're signing your paperwork, you know, they're trying to sell you all these other extra insurance and warranty things.
0: Trackers, the tracker is the one they try to get us Uh, to get on on our Kia. And I was like, no. They're like, well, and they just kept lowering the price. They're like, (laughs) how about $250? I'm like, no. And then we got home and the Kia, I'm sorry, the Hyundai, um, and then the Hyundai app, you can track your car with the Hyundai app. So yeah. And I was like, well, what if it gets stolen? I'm like, that's what I have insurance for. I don't care if the car gets stolen. I'm like, fine, it's gone. Who cares? That's why I'm paying insurance. It's not a it's not a classic car.
1: I yeah. had to do a ton of stuff with that for I wrote for Car Talk for a while for their blog. And they did a they did a lot with what extended warranties do and what they include and what they don't include and the ones that are well received by the public and the ones where people feel like, no, I'm getting taken for a ride. If you really want to look, I mean, I don't have links, I don't have it, but Car Talk, if you Google it, they have extensive deep dives on um, what they each offer, which ones they recommend and don't recommend, and just what exactly you're getting for your money and sort of the kind of things to look out for. I'm not a big fan of them as a rule, but like, I just a little shout out to Car Talk. If you go Google them and look on their site, you will find a ton of information because you are getting them from third parties and there's a lot of third parties that offer them that you can buy with an X number of, you know, Weeks of buying your new car, you can add it on. Blah blah blah. So definitely worth. If you you can
2: send me a a link. um, Yeah, let me see if I can find something. I'll
1: see if you can because they Car Talk really did a ton with that. So
2: okay, Uh, James Gardner asked about our thoughts on the uh, R.I.P. STI. Just sold my 15 last year and looked like it was the last. It looks like it's the last of the models. Uh, We already talked about that. Um, Dave Dan Vesma uh, asks and. Based on uh, on the context here, I'm going to guess that Dan does not live in the U S. Uh, probably lives in Europe X-type or, Diesel okay. Uh yeah, So that we a... have four older cars: a '91 uh, Mercedes 190E for the love, an 4 X Type diesel for the commute, a '98 Discovery for the the kids, uh, Discovery Two for the kids and the dogs, and a slow slow far Mini One, uh, yeah. <laughs> which was another one that was never sold here. Yeah, that's that was... the, the base 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 Mini uh 1.4 auto for my wife who can't drive a stick. Is there a PHEV out there that could replace them all?
1: We have five cars. One That's a
2: lot, of, three, yeah. That's three,
1: four or oh four. Four cars. Yeah. Four cars. That's a and lot. You want to replace four. them with
2: one. Um yeah, I mean I think I think there's some options in there uh, you know, I don't know how many kids you've got, how many, mo- you know, what size of dogs you've got, you know, I mean if you've got if you've got a couple of uh uh, you know, or a Mastiff or a Bernese mountain dog, um, you know, some of these suggestions might not necessarily work. Um, it, but, uh, you know, or if you've got three or more kids, uh, that could also be problematic. Um, but you know, I, I, did, I was thinking about it earlier as I was writing this stuff up. Um, the Toyota RAV4 prime, I think is a great option. You got lots of cargo space in there. Um, the, uh, Peugeot 3008 uh, is also available to plug in hybrid. Um, Hyundai Tucson plug-in hybrid. Uh, if you need something a little bigger, um, you know, depending on what your budget is, you know, ba- based on the fact that these are all older cars, I'm not sure, you know, if you can swing a, a Volvo XC90 uh, plug-in hybrid. But that's that's another another option to consider. Uh, that's on the larger size. The uh, VW Touareg RE hybrid, um, also plug-in. Um, or if you really need extra space, uh, Ford offers the Torneo Custom. Um, with a plug-in hybrid option so that's their that's their mid-sized van it's the in Europe uh, the uh, you know the the transit uh, vans are the, all the, all the vans called transit are cargo versions so transit custom transit connect with the little one the transit custom and then the big transit um, the the passenger versions are branded as torneo. uh so the Torneo is kind of the mid-size smaller than the transit bigger than the Connect. Um, that's also available as a plug-in hybrid. So, if you need lots and lots of space, that you know, that's probably your best option in Europe.
0: Yeah, it's hard to go wrong with the Rav4 Prime. Yeah, I'm yeah. kind of a fan of
1: that one. Yeah. I like it as long as you can get one.
0: one. If you can get yeah. one, it's hard to go wrong. <laughs> so yeah, that's
1: a good call. That, the ones that are sitting there, X-type
0: diesel. Wow. Yeah, You should be friends. You're
1: still stuck right there. you
0: like, <laughs> should be. Well, I have the X-type gas. It's, it's, I don't think they ever offered the diesel here. Nah, they, they didn't offer the yeah. diesel. They only sold like a few wagons and a few manuals on the 2.5. I have the three liter Sport, the all-wheel drive one. There weren't a lot of them. And the ones that were here were either uh, my father-in-law bought it. Uh, there's a few people who bought them, but most, a lot of them were uh, like Ford, uh, Ford employees because it was mm-hmm. part of the, the, you know, you could get it. So you could look a little fancier than just driving around in the Taurus or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Uh,
2: Okay. Dave Marsh asks, is it me getting older or are headlights just incredibly bright on new cars? I find the way they wash out my night vision and make my older car headlights near useless with oncoming traffic. Um, I have a couple of uh, vehicles of all heights, so it's not just a driver elevation thing.
0: Oh, yeah. They're way brighter than they used to be.
1: Yeah, definitely. And there's different kinds. Everyone had halogen headlights once upon a time, and now you don't necessarily, and they get brighter and...
2: And also, LEDs. If, you sw- if you
1: swap out your – What I, I found that if you swap out your LEDs – I'm sorry. If you swap out your halogen headlights for like an LED converter, you can actually make them blindingly bright by accident. It breaks all <laughs> kinds of rules Yeah,
0: because,
1: they, they, because the reflectors aren't the right way. So you can get a kit that will do it, but you're not supposed to because that kit isn't designed to work with the reflectors and such in your existing headlight assembly. And it was fine with halogen bulbs or if you got new halogen bulbs, but you put an LED in there and you blind the bejesus out of oncoming traffic, which – it looks bright to you as the driver, but it's killing the person across from you. So that's also a problem.
0: Also, there's more and more people just driving around with their brights on. What I live in a in a lived in San Francisco, I live in the suburbs now, and there's no reason ever in, in most of these areas for you to have your brights on. You, there's no reason in a city to have your brights on ever. Unless you're get lost and you're in the middle of like the warehouse district <laughs> and you're the only yeah. car around
1: the only and time people- i ever use them is like when i'm out in the middle of nowhere here like most of the time even in new hampshire i don't have them on It's just when i really get off to a side road it's like okay i am in the deep dark depths of wilderness here i need my high beams
0: <laughs> I, yeah and, and they're just driving around with their brights on you flash them they don't care they're just like i don't care I'm like if you can't see if you can't drive without your high, your high beams on you shouldn't be driving that's the rule That that makes sense.
2: I mean, well, in in rural areas, in in rural areas, you know, it definitely makes sense uh, to drive with your your high beams on, Um, you know, especially if you live someplace like around here or New Hampshire where you've got Mm -hmm. lots of lots of animals, deer, stuff like that, you know, that are, you know, might be crossing the road in front of you or wild turkeys. You know, you want to see those things as soon as you can. Um, but, yeah, other than that, yeah, most of the time you, you shouldn't need them. Fortunately, I mean, most modern cars have auto high beams anyway. So, you know, they will autom- they should automatically switch off, switch down to low beams as soon as they detect, you know, oncoming vehicles. Um, and then, you know, NHTSA did just finally approve a change to the the, the headlight regulation allowing adaptive headlights. So we're going to start seeing those coming to market, you know, in the next year or so. And even some vehicles that are already on the road. Like Audis and and some others, already have the ha- the hardware in place for adaptive head be- high beams, so they might actually be able to get uh, software updates that enable that, so that it'll automatically dim the lights. You know, where you know, so you'd have high beams on all around the cars that are approaching, but dim the lights right, you know, on the car itself, so you don't blind other drivers. Um, so and and can do all kinds of other cool stuff as well. Fancy stuff. Yeah. All right, last one from Al Beck. Uh, He asks about the uh, impact of the Ukraine war on the auto industry. Uh, Will this impact the U.S. market? Which automakers are most exposed? Um, On the last part, I think... Volkswagen (laughs) Group. Yeah, Volkswagen. um, Apparently, a lot of their wiring harnesses are built at a factory in the Ukraine. um, And they've had to pause a lot of production right now because they can't get their wiring harnesses. Um, But more generally um the other the other big things the two main things that are going to be an impact because there's not a lot of auto parts built in the ukraine or or in russia the two main things are supplies of palladium uh which predominantly come right now at least predominantly come from uh, russia um and that's used extensively in catalytic converters um so you may find we will probably see thefts of catalytic converters uh going up uh, as those prices go up. Uh, and then, um, with, uh, Ukraine, um, about 60% of the neon gas, um, that's used globally is produced in the Ukraine. Um, and, um, uh, neon is not generally used, um, directly in automotive production, but it is used, uh, for the lasers that are used for making semiconductors, making chips. So as if we didn't have enough problems with chip production, um, a lot of the neon that's used in chip production uh, is going to be um, unavailable for a while. So that's it for, uh, for this week. Thanks, everybody, um, and we'll talk to you next time.
1: Bye, guys. Bye.